Welcome to the She Powered Podcast with your host, Domenica Escatel. Welcome to another episode of the She Powered Podcast. I am super excited for all of you to meet my next guest, Kaden Phoenix. She is a Chicana writer and director from Boyle Heights, California. She received a full-ride academic scholarship to Loyola Marymount University, where she acquired a BA in business administration with an emphasis in marketing. Upon entering the industry, the first thing she noticed was the industry-dominated standard complete with character generalizations. In response, she became a huge advocate for diversity, both in front and behind the camera, giving a voice to stories untold. She plans on leveling the playing field for the underrepresented through her unique and diverse filmmaking. A big part of my life's purpose is to give voice to stories as multifaceted, atypical, and diverse as the people we find in the real world, says Kaden. Kaden is the founder of Chicana Directors Initiative, two times Grand Jury Prize winner, winner of Best LGBTQ Film, winner of Best Love is Love Film, nominated for Best Director and recipient of Panavision's New Filmmaker Program. I am so excited for this conversation. Kaden, thank you so much for being our guest, and let's get started. And as always, I invite all my guests to join us with a cup of coffee or their favorite beverage. So put us on pause, go get your favorite cup of coffee or some tea or maybe an adult beverage and join us for this conversation because it is going to be good. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning, of course. Thank you for being here and joining me in this coffee and conversation. So do you, we're going to go ahead and dive in. Do you want to start off with just kind of letting the world know who you are? Absolutely. Uh, well, I like the bio, uh, but yes, I am third generation East LA Chicana um, from Boyle Heights. I went to Little Marymount University over on the bluff, so right here, still in LA, but more in, in the marina. I majored in business administration, I'm in marketing, and then I was doing marketing for a little while, and I just fell into writing, more just as a creative outlet than anything, and so I chose uh, features, so like movies in regards to screenwriting, just because I grew up watching lots of movies. I went to the, the movies every weekend with my grandparents. Like it didn't matter what was out, we were just going to the movie theaters. And so that was kind of like my film school. That's kind of the way I see it, because I never took film yeah. school. Uh, and then it just kind of just, it all, it's kind of just like stepping stones. Like I started writing, they're really horrible scripts, but same thing, I learned structure. I learned, you know, character. So I learned what I had to learn, which was very nice. Right. And then one day I was saying like, okay, what do I want to see on the big screen, right? What would I see in the movie theaters, back when we had movie theaters? And I was like, <laughs> I want to see a Latina superhero. I'm like, cause I was like, I don't see it. That's what I want to see. He's like, okay, I'll write one. And then to increase my chances, I said, okay, I'll make five superheroes. And that was my progress, right? Like, it was just like, okay, sure, why not make five? And so I was thinking, you know, just, and just from there progressed. Um, so I shot a short film, like a sizzle of Jalisco, my first superhero I thought of, which was based kind of on my mom, because she danced with a okay. And um, And so I shot the sizzle, I wrote out the feature length scripts, so the movie version of it. It's all her origin story. And then people were asking me, where's the comic? 
And I was like, no. And they're like, is there a comic? And I was like, no. Like just five or like just a lot of people throughout time, throughout the one month or whatever, people are asking me for it. And so I finally decided I should do a comic <laughs> uh, only because so many people asked me for it. And I, it wasn't in my mindset when I was thinking of doing my superheroes. It was literally just, I wanted to be on the screen, but it, it makes sense. It establishes my IP. It starts right. um, broadening my audience, you know, like it's all the great things that come along with it. And I already was going to comic cons more as in like a, just a person, like an audience person. Okay. And so now I go to comic cons on the other side of the tables, which is very I nice. I love it. Yeah. That's so, so amazing. Thank you. So that's kind of where I am. We're we're two in. So Santa and Jalisco, the first two books are in, meaning available. And then the other two or other two are being worked on, which is Loquita y Druca right now. And then I owe Bandita and then Ala Brava, which is the team name. I talk really fast, but no it's, all, it's all going, which is very nice. No, I'm super excited, Kaden, to talk to you because I am an avid comic book collector and so when I saw the styles of what you have out I was like oh this is speaking my language I love it because growing up you know I when I thought of, a, of someone like illustrating and writing or in that world like I, I thought that like Latina like no that's like I couldn't find one right and yeah. then having a Latina superhero even more I was like so into it so I'm so excited that we can be here and talk about it because everyone needs to know about it. And um, for, so for years, like when I was little, I we would go to the comic book store or we'd go to grocery store and buy them. And so I just, over the years, it kind of just was an opportunity to get lost into the art of it. And then also kind of escape um, into this, world where everyone was like you know the good guys winning they wanted to help and you know all this stuff and so oh, oh my gosh I'm a big fan I love it Thank and you. so I wanted to ask you and you had mentioned it that you started writing when you were younger so like um you know I'm here in the pocket of Central Valley where I feel that accessibility to hear Latinas and how they're succeeding in the careers and what type of careers that they did is so very hard because I'm going to use me as an example. It wasn't until I was an older adult that I found out about all these conferences, all these opportunities that you can go and hear, you know, speakers or authors. And I, you know, I didn't know about that world because um, Sacramento only being an hour and like 15 minutes away from me. You know, you you would think that we would, um, being so close, I would have been introduced to the state capitol early on, being a child and being able to learn about our our government. No, girl, like I didn't get to tour the capitol till I was till a friend worked there and said, "Come and visit me." And I was like, "What?" It just seemed like it was so far away in my head when I was younger. I was like, "Oh, the capitol's like in the middle of California." you know so far away and then as an adult i was like wait a minute it's been only an hour and 15 minutes all this time i could have gone anytime and yeah. so um i'm glad we got the we're having the opportunity to have a conversation because i feel like anybody who is listening in this area is going to be super inspired so how um how young were you when you started writing oh uh, i was still 
Um, I would probably say like five years ago or so. Like I, I told you, I, I dabbled a little bit just in regards to features and writing. And I like thrillers. I like really cool. Like I like crime thrillers, honestly, and psychological okay. stuff. And so when I started doing the same thing, like I thought it was the best thing in the world and I was so happy and, you know, and it was just really my creative outlet. I think that was more so why it was so amazing to me. Like I look at the scripts now and they're really junk, like they're horrible, right? But that's because I progressed as a writer and I understand X, Y, Z much better now. Right. In a structured format and everything else. Uh, but the same thing, like you just have to keep writing. Literally, like I have... 12 scripts, 12 feature scripts that are decent. Like they range from good to great, you know, like same thing. <laughs> and they're good, but each one gets better. Like I love Brava is the team one. I just finished that, I think mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. You know, like that's much stronger than Jalisco and nothing against Jalisco, Jalisco is great, but I wrote that two years ago. So it's just one of those, like, it's a progression. Um, I, I think I'm a big thing of, you know, just it's the practice, you know, you practice makes perfect, which is very, very true. And you, you play how you practice. And so like back when, obviously I tried my best, you know, and that was good right. for what it was. But I would say like five years ago, I probably just really started getting into it. The superheroes was two years ago. And okay. so and so that's the progression. It's just like, okay, figure out, you know, like I, for my thing, it's figure out what pains you. And so what, what, what hurts you, all right? Like, what do you care about? Find your heart. It's, it's just all the same. I say pain. And so like, right. famous, Femicide gets me really sad and mad. And so that's Jalisco. She goes after the femicide, which is why I wrote her first for lots of reasons. But, you know, like that was a very easy one because that's one that really moves me. Uh, you know, and so Santa is ICE. You know, that's, that's obviously immigration. I don't have to go about that one. So that's right. that one. You know, and that's El Paso because my dad um, used to live there. My grandma's family's from El Paso, Ijuarez, which has to do with the femicide as well. You know, and so like those are the ones that are easier for me to write because I it hurts me more. Uh, and so that's what I always recommend to writers, um, because if you're passionate about it, you're most likely to finish it. You're most likely to care about your character, your lead character. You're most likely to care about literally everybody in the whole world, um, because I give them justice, right? Because I can't give them what is the plot is justice, unfortunately. I can't give anyone justice, but at least in my stories, I can. And so like, same thing, I'm, I can go through my characters, but like, they all deal with social justice issues. So Lokita is gun control within the schools, within the high school. She's my youngest. Uh, Santa is immigration. Um, banditas, um, what is it? Uh, uh, domestic violence, excuse me. Okay. So I was thinking of the words, but she's domestic violence. So she's the one I just finished before La Brava. And same thing, they're all just social justice issues. Luca is trafficking. And so, because there's huge here, you know, same thing, it's just stuff that we don't get as females. We don't get our justice. Right. And so here's, here's, let me shed some light on it in a very comedic, not comedic, but more of a digestible form because they're superheroes right. and because they can be demons or they can be this, this, and this. And so it's, it's a little bit more digestible while still shedding light and still giving them justice. That's why they're very grounded. They're, they're dark, but they are grounded in that sense. Right. No, I love it because you completely inspire me because really, um, I think lately one of the things that has popped up, popped up with some of the groups that I help friends mentor um, is, you know, how can we get involved? Like We're so passionate about what's going on in the world and it's really um, talking them through of saying there is it's advocating is not just going to legislators, knocking on doors or signing petitions or saying something on social media, right? It's about the action behind it and finding like what's your strength and your passion and what you're good at and, and do it that way. So I love that you were able to take 
you know, strength of yours writing and then connect it to a graphic novel and have that comic aspect of it and being able to go take it to Comic-Con. And I saw on your website, like you had um, different pictures of going to different bookstores also. And I saw the young girls holding up the books and I was just like, that's just so amazing because we can definitely take something that we're uh, passionate about and speak it and put it out into the world in all these different ways. Absolutely, I agree. Um, And it is very, very, It's very sweet, like uh, the first time. So Jalisco came out last year and believe in September, September 16th, I released Jalisco and I only had the coloring book at the time. So the coloring book is the graphic novel just without the color, then Mm -hmm. slightly bigger. And so that was at LA Comic Con because I got a free table. They invited me, which was very, very kind. And so I got a free table. I had to get the coloring books because my graphic novels weren't in yet because they were coming from overseas at that time. And like one little girl came up three, all three days. She came up every day and just hung out with us, meaning myself and the artist. Like she just hung out and reading the book in front of us. We were just talking to her. And then later on in October or Halloween, um, the mom made her the dress, you know, to be Jalisco without the blades, but like she still made her the dress. And I was just like, that was worth the whole work already. Just one little girl, you know, just being happy, believing she's a superhero because she is a superhero, you know? And so like, that's, that's, you know, that's all the difference. And so it's very, very fortunate. This year, somebody else dressed up as well as Jalisco. Uh, and I same thing. She sent me the photo over her Instagram. And so, you know, it's, it's coming along, which is really, very kind, really nice. Um, it's a great response. And so I'm happy. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I think, you know, the cherry on top is definitely seen when the little girls, you know, dress up and they're so, you know, identified with the character. But I really wanted to um, talk a little bit about Jalisco because of the femicide. And it's surprising to me how so many people, at least here in the States, so know so little of it. And I really started following the articles and the stories earlier this year and it's happening even today. And so um, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I have it said, Jalisco said in Mexico, she's my only um, Mexican or non-American Latina. And okay. so she she's the Jalisco, of course. My grandma's from Jalisco, not my other grandma. She's the Jalisco. Mm-hmm. And so I said it in Jalisco and she goes after the femicide all within Mexico. The femicide happens all within Latin America as well. Right. Uh, so Southern America very much as well. Uh, I just am focusing on Mexico as of right now, just because that's right. her heritage. Uh, Women of Juarez is the one that necessarily brought it more to light. So in Juarez and Chihuahua, which is where my okay. other grandma, I was saying. But pretty much since, I guess since it's been recorded, but 1970s, 1980s is when it started getting recorded. And it was really, really bad. Even the UN stepped in and said, you need to find these people. And so the cops and the government started arresting random guys. And I don't know, I'm not gonna go into details, but they started arresting people. They said, okay, I did it. And of course the murders continued and I'm not gonna go into the politics in Mexico or anything like that. And so the murders are still continuing. I believe nine females a day are found and they're found like mutilated on the side of the road, naked, ravaged, all these things, like, which I, I don't necessarily show the extremities of it because it's a comic book and it's for right. 87 and older. But like the people that understand what it means, they'll understand. The kids, they'll get parts of it and that's fine. Uh, right. But the truth is nine females are found a day uh, within Mexico. 
and there are, you know, there are no arrests, which is a very, very unfortunate. And so it continues. Like literally femicide was created because people are killing females. It's right. just not murder. It's not first first degree murder. It's not any of that stuff. Kind of passion. It's literally we're killing you because we can, because right. we are oppressors. And so that's what I wanted to bring to life. Um, yeah. And I just, it's so powerful to me that you're able to do that. And really like i am so in gratitude that you're giving everyone a voice you know for all those nine females and beyond and i know um you had mentioned oh we're focusing on mexico because of the heritage but really like this is an issue that plagues so many other countries and i um you know it's admirable to me that you're able to use like your gifts and and you know, bring out social justice in that way. So I absolutely admire that so much. Thank you. Of course. And then out of the other characters, I know that you've taken different social justice um, issues and intertwined them with, with your different characters. So you, um, like you mentioned, ICE and then domestic violence. And um, definitely I love that the characters are Latina females and then these are issues that are so prevalent to females general you know in general um, especially when it comes to domestic violence right like it doesn't matter what you look like like you can be found in a situation like that before you even least before you least expect it and so I love that you're giving a voice to females, you know, all over because I think um, awareness, it starts with awareness, right? And sometimes we get lost into um, our daily routine and, you know, we may be just focused on ourselves and just living our lives. But I also believe that there's an opportunity to take the stuff that we care about or give a voice to you know, friends or family or even people that we don't know if we have a gift and like, let's share it out and just put it out in the world. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it literally just anyone could be a hero. That's really the truth. But, you know, like I said, like, I grew up going to movies and I was very well sheltered in my head. And so like when I saw, you know, Die Hard or whatever, you know, right. um, or Aliens, I was like, I forgot Sigourney Weaver. But like, right. it was it made no difference to me in that regard. Like, it was just like, oh, still a hero. Like, I did not separate the genders, which is nice for me being very sheltered and a little kid and not knowing better. Mm-hmm. But like, so like, for me, it was very easy. You know, like I grew up with Barbie dolls and Ninja Turtles, right? Like I, right. I was just like, okay, superheroes, all of them, because why not? Uh, so it's that type of mentality. It's like, of course you can be it. Why couldn't you be it? You know, like, and here, like, here's a problem that no one is solving for any of us. Like, right. you can, you can be the next Supreme Court justice. You can be the president. It says, you know, why can't you be that? Um, so it's just type of that little, like, this little switch in the mentality especially for little girls but really for anyone like adults very very much appreciate the books and i'm very grateful for that as well uh so it, it's just that like why not is always one of my things i grew up with like of course you can you know why not uh so right. that's kind of also just a little bonus like for myself to show other people as well no i love that though like why not <laughs> so anybody that is listening or tuning in like definitely go write that on the mirror in your bathroom wall (laughs) like why not put it in your refrigerator on a sticky note I'm a big fan of just taking quotes and and affirmations and putting them all over my house just as a daily reminder right because sometimes we don't have that person you know cheering you on in your ear and saying you got this girl but 
I think definitely when you can hear those golden nuggets of wisdom, like write them down, put them where you can see them so you can get reminded every day. Absolutely. I have those actually right here to blow on my desk. It's one of them. The most personal is the most creative. Um, that one, I believe I heard it when they were at the last Academy Awards. Um, I forget his name. Anyway, so somebody said it, but it was really Martin Scorsese that said it and he got it off of him. So the most, most personal is the most creative, right? And that's, and it's true because no one has your story. No one has your voice, right? Mm -hmm. Like mine is what pains me is what moves me. And so that works for me. I just say use what works for you. But like, just, you know, a lot of people have much more experience than we do. So might as well utilize what works for them if it works for you. No, it's so true. What we have a similar quote. Um, I love saying, turn your pain into power. And so, to, you know, being able to take every obstacle that you faced and turn that around and share that journey yeah. or, you know, take whatever you need from it and turn it into a movement. Like, I, you know, we all hold that power and it's just waiting to be activated. And I feel like when we're able to put into when we're able to be in the space with each other, like it gets activated 10 more times. Cause even just talking about the Latina superheroes and your book and the graphic novels, you know, it just inspires me so much. And I remember um, about, I don't know, at least five years now, I was at a Barnes and Noble and I could not find any books that had brown little girls. And I thought, okay, there's something wrong here. And I thought, you know what? Um, so I have a background in photography and I thought I'm gonna put together a photo book. Um, and I invited friends and I said, let's put on t-shirts to say Mujer Poderosa and invite your daughters. They can be future Mujer Poderosa. And let's just do a photo shoot and we'll put it together in a book. And, uh, you know, I was like, we got all creative and and uh, we sparked inspiration and the ladies were like, Dominica, how about we don't, we put a feed to the book and then donate it to like a domestic violence cause or something that affects females, right? And I was like, okay, let's do this. So that one photo shoot sparked a three year journey because, um, you know, all of a sudden everybody started getting wind of it. We put it, we made it an event on Facebook, invited complete strangers. <laughs> if this calls you, you know, come get your t-shirt. We'll take a photo, no charge to nothing um, to do any of it. And the thought behind it is one, you get to take home this photo where you're 100% in your unapologetic you you're just like in this moment where everything that you've gone through you know culminated to this moment of you being this mujer poderosa and so that's the that's the photo i wanted them to have and then the bonus thing out of it was like hey can i invite my abuelita my tia my grandma you know and all of a sudden it was like this like three four generation power photo and it was so um, inspiring, like, because I thought, you know, all along, I, I, I'm so proud that I was able to take this idea and not really not know what to do with it because I didn't see any books that reflected who I look like or who my nieces look, you know, someone that looked like my nieces. You know, I wanted them to see themselves in these, um, you know, these books. And I thought okay, I can just use my photography and do it, right? 
And to me, it was just so powerful what came out of it, you know, three, four years working with all these different females. And like the word started Mujer Poderosa, but then it morphed into boss lady, girl boss, um, chingona, like all these power words across the spectrum. And it was like, that's the message that, that I want to give, that you have the power and you can really turn a moment of pain into power. I like that. You'll like Jalisco. Jalisco has some, some a very similar theme, mm -hmm. which I won't tell you, but you'll like Jalisco um, because of it, because it goes with your theme. So I like it very, very much. Yeah, I love it. And so definitely, um, I'm super excited to have everyone connect with you. But I wanted to also ask you, um, is there any advice that you would give any youth that possibly would be listening or watching us if they had an idea, like how do they even start with a graphic novel? You can look everything up online. I, I can tell you, I come from writing. I come much more from the film industry. And so when I went right. to the comic and graphic novel, like you can look up the difference between a comic book and a graphic novel because they're completely different, right? right? A graphic novel is six comics put together, right? And that's the, the complete book. And so look up the differences, look up, understand money, like look up the price points, right? Because printing wise, graphic novel makes much more sense to me than, than the comic books because I'm not doing volume. Right, like so, everything is online is, is number one. Like I learn a lot. I would say library when we had libraries, but really Google, uh, right. YouTube. I'm big on YouTube because there's so many tutorials, and you take what works. Not everything is absolutely correct, of course, but like take like but just how to do anything. You can look it up online, and they will tell you. They will tell you the beats. They will break it down. It's great because it's either written out or it's the video, and you can just zoom back. You know, you can always just go back and read right. it again and write your notes. I'm big on note taking as well. But literally, um, if you don't know how to do anything, you can do everything online. As opposed to asking somebody, hey, can you help me out? Like I get lots of random strangers on Instagram and messages and Facebook, like ask me to write out a novel for them or how do you do this? I'm not going to tell you. I'm literally not going to tell some random stranger I don't know uh, how to make right. a graphic novel. But there are millions of people online that already did and told you, right? Like that's what I did. Um, I'm just like that because it's easier and it's faster and you get to choose and it's time-wise, right? It's just, it's literally that. So if you wanna do anything, literally look it up. Same thing with screenwriting. I looked it up online, right? You just, they will tell you structure. They tell you format. There are millions of outlines. There's millions of books as well. Like, you know, A Hero's Journey or anything by Sid Field. Like they will tell you how, what makes a good book. Uh, same thing with filmmaking. When I looked up directing, I looked it up online. You know, like they'll tell you what a bad shot is. If you have a white background like this, it is a bad shot, right? Like it's very simple and easy. I'm not filming, right. but it's literally like, it's very like, you're like, oh, I get it, right? Because then you understand like, this is a bad shot, but I got depth at least. And so that's okay. You know, like they will tell you, um, and I would say if you agree with it, go with it. If you don't, that's fine as well. But at least you understand the basics because if you can you know if you understand foundation you can you can go as high as you want because your foundation is strong you know uh so literally look everything up online it's available to you you have no reasons like the internet plan is plentiful the, the internet is just information you have to know how to access it 
Um, after that, it just comes down to money. A lot of that's everyone's complaint is I don't have the money. I use my credit card. I am a big investor in myself. <laughs> I have a good credit card, so I'm very lucky in that sense. But like, you know, I was like, okay, this artist costs this, printing costs this, you know, if I have to travel to shows, which is not now, but you know, like you, you put it out and be like, okay, but the books cost 15, they only cost me $3 to make. You know, I make a $12 you know, whatever profit on each book, but it goes to pay back my artist technically in my head because I already put money out, right? I'm investing in it myself. So like that, and it's just a circle. Money comes in and then it goes, okay, great. Pay your artist for the next book. Pay your artist for the next book. And it's keep going. It's cyclical, right? Because I keep reinvesting right. myself. But like, what's my over thing? My big outcome, I want to make a movie. I want to make a TV series. I want to make little funny dolls that look like this because these are amazing dolls. <laughs> and so like, but like a legit doll, like accurate. But like, it's that. And so... You know, see your end goal. Definitely always see your end goal and dream high. Go for the moon. Absolutely. Yes. Why not? Uh, and that's it. Literally, it's just find the money. I'm not saying put everything on the credit card. I'm just saying right. um, figure out your resources. Figure out who can help you. Um, right. And, and go with that as well. No, that is so good. And you said two key things that I've also <laughs> learned throughout my journey. And the first one is... Really, all the information is out there for you to access. You just have to go and find it. So like you said, Google, YouTube, I think it was um, it was about a month ago, my tail light went out and, you know, still kind of being on lockdown. I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to fix this? YouTubed it, fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. See, that's, right? that's smart. That's using using what's around you. It's very, very smart. And good for right. you. I can't do that. But <laughs> You can. I can do it with paper and like writing stuff, but good. Yeah, normally, you know, normally I would have just took it to the um, auto shop and said, you know what, I don't want to even deal with it, fix it. And but this time I was like, oh no, okay, I can do this, and I did it. Um, yeah. I think it was also author Mel Robbins. I had caught one of her Instagram lives, and she said the same exact thing. She said so many people hit me up on DMs, and she was like. Do you know how much I paid for this degree? You only are going to get what I put out there. So follow me. But she also said, she said, uh, you also have free access to the information. So Google it, YouTube it. And I think one of the questions that she was asked, like, oh, where do I go to school for public speaking? And her response was, okay, you don't need, well, of course, your formal education is great, but you literally have technology accessible right at your fingertips. Get your phone, record yourself, and then look back at the video, and that's how you learn. You know, do Instagram lives, do Facebook lives, like, don't wait, just do it. And so I really love that, right? Because it was like, that is so true. I don't have to wait. I don't have to bug anybody. Like, let me take control and ownership and look for that information. And about 99.9% .9 of the time, it's all there. You know, it's just waiting for you to look it up. Absolutely. And then the Harvard classes, um, Harvard had their classes up online as well. Like, um, I think in March or April. So, I mean, I don't know nowadays, but it, like everybody will throw up right. free information no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of eBay too. I buy books just to read them and then I just get rid of them afterwards. But like, it's just that, like, because we don't have a library. Uh, but like, it's right. just that. Just keep learning. Like, always, always be reading. That's always one of the things as well. I go between business books and comic books, right? Because those are both my world at the same time. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
you're, this is what we're here for is to grow regardless. And so that's kind of why, you know, you just have to keep going. That's always it. Definitely. And I think when you, I love how, um, you have your steps of what you want to achieve. And I think that's always like, you know, you start here and then you add the next level and then ultimately your big goal, dream big. And really because I've learned that this life doesn't have limitations, only the, the limitations that you put on yourself. That was my big aha epiphany, you know, um, you know, recently in my journey of just following my dreams, following goals and you know, getting out of my comfort zone and just putting myself out there was, you know what, why can I do that? Why can I be a podcast person? Or why can't I be an author, you know, especially seeing other Latinas doing it? I'm like, well, she did it, I can do it too. Absolutely, you can absolutely do it regardless, to be honest with you. Uh, like right. you think back at like Rita Moreno, right? Who did she have? Nobody. She literally had no one be above her, right? She was right. The, she was the non-white, right? Like that's right. why she played a Tibetan and King and I, because she literally was the non-white actress, you know. And so she, so I look at those people, right? They didn't have their people prior to them. Like that's why right. we, you know. So and so this is obviously in the acting world, but like Rita Moreno, who do we have afterwards? I think. Some Hayek, who's after that? Eva Longoria, who's after that? J-Lo, who's after that? You know, like Selena Gomez, or I don't know, whoever our now is. We have a lot now, which is really nice. Right. Uh, so I look forward to all of them, all their careers. But like, it's just a progression. Like if I don't make it, I set it up for the people underneath me or behind That's me, like really. the Zoomers, right? And if they don't make it, set it up for the people underneath them, whatever their next generation's called. And so that's kind of the way I've always seen it, which is which is nice. Like, I'm not saying I'm not gonna make it. I'm just saying like, you set it up, you set the cards up for the next person in line. Right. Oh, no, my friend. And definitely you are paving the way like know that. And I'm super inspired by you and so grateful that we can have this conversation. And unfortunately, our time is running out. I want to honor your time. But is there anything that um, you want to let anybody know or maybe something that we didn't mention? Definitely also let everybody know how they can connect with you. Okay, so my handles on Instagram is my main one. So Latina Superheroes, so all one word at Latina Superheroes. And then my personal one is at Caden Phoenix. And okay. that one's kind of all over the place. I post whatever I want and my cat. So it's a lot of that. But mine is at Caden Phoenix, K-A-Y-D-N-P-H-O-E-N-I-X, and then Latina Superheroes. Uh, my website is latinasuperheroes.com in regards to my comic books. And my other one is phoenixstudios.co. Um, just a piece of advice, just go ahead and do it. Really, there's no excuses. Like... People could say I have this, this, and this, and they're literally just excuses. They're not reasons, but just literally go out and do it. Find the way. If you really wanted to do it, you will do it. Right. And that's it. I mean, like you're saying, no one stops you but yourself. That's literally the truth of it. So. And what is the, the next graphic novel that we should be waiting for? Okay, so I have Ruka is coming out okay. and Lokita. So Lokita is my supernatural. She's um, She fights ghosts. So she's my supernatural fighter. She fights ghosts. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> Thank you. And she's Boricua um, Cubana de Miami. So she's that. She's my east, southeast. And then Luki, uh, Druka is Maestra Lechola. And so she goes up against trafficking. She fights bike. I'm not going to tell you her stuff backstory, but she right. um, she's very cool. They both have, say, powers, if you will. Okay. Um, those both will come out spring and summer of 2021. Can't wait. So everyone, if you're tuning in or listening live, um, we will definitely have all the links and our notes, all the clickable links to order the graphic novels and um, get ready for 2021 because we'll have two additional new Latina superheroes. Cannot wait. 
Kaden, thank you again one more time. And um, for everyone that is joining us, connect with us also in a couple of weeks through YouTube. You can connect with us and keep this conversation going. We want to hear what you have to say. And we will see you in the next episode of Capacito in Conversation. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now. And that was another episode of the She Powered Podcast. There's a couple of different ways that you can connect with us. Definitely hit the subscribe button. Visit the show notes to connect with today's guests and connect with all her clickable links that will take you directly to Caden. Then you can also visit our blog post that highlights Caden at www.chicanainc.com slash guests. If you want to keep this conversation going, definitely plug in to YouTube under Chicana Inc. You can see our episode there or visit the Happiness is Attractive Network on Roku. See you there.